Welcome to A Friend of Mine, a series of conversations with some incredible and inspiring women in business from regional and rural Australia. I'm Kimberly Finesse, your host and the founder and editor of Oak Magazine, and I cannot wait to introduce you to some amazing female entrepreneurs who will share with you their experience and knowledge of what it takes to start, grow and scale a successful business. So let me introduce you to a friend of mine. Meet best friends in business, Celeste Robinson and Sarah Scott, who describe their partnership as a once-in-a-lifetime bond. The dynamic duo from Geelong own Natural Supply Co., which stocks the best curated range of natural, organic and zero-waste products. In the past six years, they've found success in running their business purely online. Yet, in the midst of a global pandemic, they decided to open a physical store in Newtown, an inner western suburb of Geelong. Celeste and Sarah share their business journey, the secret to their working partnership, their genuine approach to engaging local influencers, the importance of SEO, the positive impact of COVID on their business, and why Geelong is such a special place to own and run a small business. Meet my friends, Celeste and Sarah from Natural Supply Co. Hello, Sarah and Celeste, and welcome to the podcast. Hello, thanks for having us. Thank you. We're happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you both because this is our last episode for 2020. And I just love that we're finishing a little differently this year by having two guests. So you're my first double guest. <laughs> we, we are a bit of a dynamic duo, Kimberly. So <laughs> both of you here will be amazing. Um, let's go back just a little bit. Can you tell me? how you came to launch Natural Supply Co? My friend Kath, um, Kath Brooks came to me with this idea of having a non-toxic nail polish website. So Kath had recently been diagnosed with MS, with multiple sclerosis, and she was looking at all of the products in her life and how she could reduce toxins. So she came to me because I'd been working in the online beauty space for a long time and she asked if I could help her set up this website and I said yeah absolutely uh then she asked me to jump on board with her and I said only if it's not just nail polish you know it's too niche uh so she was happy for us to go with the whole natural product shebang and so then with a turnaround of about six weeks I think we went from that first discussion to launching the website the day I got home from my honeymoon. Um, and so we ran the business together for a year and then Sarah joined us. And then a year later, Kath exited the business. She lives in Melbourne, so it was really tricky. And she was having a second baby and it just didn't fit in with her life anymore. So that's sort of how, yeah, it started with Kath and I, and then Sarah joined us. And then it's now just Sarah and I. Uh, amazing because we actually featured Natural Supply Co. in issue two of Oak Magazine, which was way back in 2017. Uh, and we had the three of you back then. Even just for me to look back at that issue uh, this week, sort of, you know, to do a bit of prepping for the episode. I mean, I look back and I think, oh God, like, you know, there's that bit. Why didn't I do this? I mean, a barcode was missing off the front page. It just <laughs> basic, I suppose, 101 now. But what are those feelings looking back, you know, six years ago? Yeah, like, uh, we were actually talking about this um, before, Kimberly, that I actually don't think that we would do anything that much differently. Um, I don't think we could look back and say that we've made a really huge mistake that we would 
um, completely regret and change. But I think everything that we've done, um, you know, it's it's the same old story, isn't it, that you learn from it and you go, okay, well, that either worked or it didn't or I would do it a little bit differently. Um, but I think you're just making the best decision at the time with the information that you've got at hand and the skills that you've got because, you know, even now um, – like Celeste has done so much work in the SEO space. And would you say, Celeste, that, you know, sort of four years ago, the work that you were doing with, um, you know, Google ads and Facebook ads and that sort of thing would be so different to how you do it now? Yeah. And for me, I think one of the main things as well is the graphics. Like I look at the graphics we're putting out now and our Instagram feed and the professional photography we're getting and I, I just feel like that is where we've probably developed the most. Mm. But it's not just us. It's the whole online sphere that has become a lot more sophisticated. Um, whereas back in the day, all you needed to do was have a little bit of text or a very text-heavy image and that was it. You were just transporting that message across. But now it's all about beautiful pictures and nice fonts and making sure it's really clear and concise and that everything looks beautiful. And uh, that I reckon that has been the biggest improvement in our journey but I would say it's the same for everyone that has a successful business. Because there's also so much more um, support and you know the apps that are available to businesses. Which Hello just, Canva. Yeah exactly. <laughs> Canva and, is just amazing. And that wasn't you know wasn't available yeah five six ten years ago. I know Canva has just made us all into graphic designers <laughs> has it. I know graphic designers hate that but <laughs> love it love it and especially when you have high quality images um, and photographs from brands and from you know that we've had taken of us and then you've just got your brand fonts and you put them over the top and all of a sudden you've got this professional looking image that's taken five seconds you know Mm. Um, so Celeste in terms of the SEO then did you upskill yourself in those areas yeah, so I did the Kate Toon big course of, for SEO, which was really good. Um, Kate has built an amazing community of small business owners um, that are basically in the same position as us, trying to do everything yourselves on a shoestring budget. Um, and her courses are a really good way of um, educating yourself, I guess. And then even if you do work with an ad agency or an SEO agency, you know what you're looking for and what to ask for and no one can kind of pull the wool over your eyes about what they're doing and what the value of that is worth. Um, So I knew a little bit about SEO Uh, from working in an online business previously but it all changes and evolves so much you need to be constantly seeking out the latest information and best practice to be able to you know ensure that you're ahead of the game or at least you know doing the right thing for that time Um, you know so when we started the website six years ago I wasn't doing alt image tags and all of that stuff you know, I had my meta descriptions, but I wasn't doing all of the things. The images weren't all at a lower, a smaller size to make them faster for the website to load because so much obviously goes into SEO and it's your web um, site load speed and all of those things and things like the image size contribute that I hadn't known six years ago. So now when I list a new product, it's a different process to when I did it six years ago. Um, and it's just all those little learnings that come up you know, through courses and through conversations, you know, Geelong has an amazing small business community that is really inclusive Mm -hmm. and welcoming. And, you know, we've got friends that share tips like these as well, um, which are really helpful. 
Mm. And you've got the right thing there. I mean, there are extra steps and I know that we're all time poor and we just want to throw the damn thing up and, you know, hit publish. But those small steps make a huge difference in, as you said, you your ranking on Google. So it's just taking, you know, making those images smaller. I think that's the the quickest and easiest thing to do, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, there is an online one that I use, Tiny PNG. I must admit it's a lifesaver just to load things in and it shrinks them. So if anyone doesn't have the fancy software like your, you know, your Photoshop and things like that, that's an awesome little that's what I use too, and it's open in my browser <laughs> along. <laughs> Love it. Um so you were just speaking about the Geelong small business community. Uh, tell me about Geelong in that sense. Um, you know, I know I follow quite a few Geelong businesses and you just all seem to just be, I suppose, kicking ass down there. What is it about the community or what is it about Geelong that that makes it a great place to run a business? Yeah, I think I think it's partly to do with um, the size. You know, obviously we're... Um, we're smaller than Melbourne, so you, you tend to um, you tend to come across people um, a lot more frequently, and you know who's doing what and who's sort of working in what space. Um, but it really is a big country town, so everyone that you um, that you meet in the you know small business community in Geelong, I think we all we all understand. A, how hard it is to um, to start up a small business and to make it successful. So there is this feel of community sharing and, um, you know, I don't think we really have the sort of tall poppy thing as much. And obviously Melbourne's a, a much um, harder and different market. But, you know, in Geelong we, um, we, I mean, it's definitely personally for us, We've had a lot of people, and particularly women in business. I think that's been the the biggest thing that um, we've got some really good um, friends who are also doing amazing things. And there's just none of this, you know, secrecy and not wanting to share. It's all about, oh well, you know, a rising tide lifts all ships. So if we're all doing well, um, it's good for Geelong. And I think people get really. We, we like to think of ourselves as little Geelong cheerleaders that we're also proud to be a part of this town and where it's come from, you know, 10 years ago when I moved. It's so different. And and I think we all just want it. We want to see everyone do well in Geelong because it's it's good for the town. So, And we have a little um, quote, I guess, collaboration, not competition. We really feel like there is room for everyone. It's I really don't understand people in business that sort of try to protect their little yeah. pocket and they don't want to share or, you know, there's so much strength and opportunity through collaborating with other businesses and getting your name out there and, you know, there's something that I think, and I'm sure it's in all regional towns, where people want to support local small business and I think they want to be seen supporting local small yeah. business too. I was at the hairdresser yesterday and this woman next to me, I said I'd had a busy day in the shop and, you know, she said, oh, what what shop do you have? And I said Natural Supply Co. Oh, I love Natural Supply Co. You know, and it's they're, they're those moments that six years ago or five years ago when we were a little fledgling online-only business that you would say, oh, yeah, I have a business Natural Supply Co. And everyone would just look at you blankly. And I'd think, okay, we <laughs> no one knows about us yet. And that was the hard thing when it's your whole life trying to build something. Um, and now we're at this point where people know and recognise and if they haven't been, someone's told them about it and it is just the best feeling. 
Yeah. When you talk about people knowing who you are now, what steps have you taken in marketing to do that? And I suppose the other flip side of that is that, you know, you do have an AFL team in town. There are influencers. Do you tap into that as a part of your marketing strategy? (laughs) (laughs) That is a big question. So Sarah, you may or may, may not know, is the wife of Chris Scott, who's the coach of the Geelong Football Club. So we are in a really lucky position that Sarah has some amazing, genuine friendships with some of the girls at the club who are influencers as well. And we're lucky because they support local Geelong people anyway. Like this isn't unique to us. If Mm. a new business opens, those girls will always go and support it and share the love if it's something that they are all about. Um, Emma Hawkins in particular has been amazing to us. Um, there was this really funny story fairly early on when Sarah and Emma went out for coffee and Sarah had these new straws, like metal straws that we were stocking and they came in this cute little leather pouch and Emma was just like, what is this? It's hilarious. She took a little photo and shared it just on stories and we sold out of them that day. I mean, we probably only had six in stock. I think we did. Um, But it was just that was kind of the first time that we saw the power of that. Yeah. And, look, I... I have been very mindful in um, not wanting to abuse those friendships and I don't want anything to come across as, um, you know, not genuine that we, that the, the, the people that we collaborate with or that support us, as Celeste said, it is, you know, it is a genuine friendship and I think it's just, it's a very fine line, isn't it, of, um, using certain connections that you have to further your business, but it, it still needs to it needs to be organic and it needs to be genuine. So I think that's that's sort of the key for me is just walking that line um, and not going across and becoming um, you know someone that's just sort of pushing every little connection that you have um, to the point where it, it just uh, it's you know becomes overexposed. Yeah, and we don't, we're, we're still a very small business. We don't have a budget for influencers or anything like that. So we don't pay anyone for posts. We never have, we never will. We don't give product away for those purposes. Um, and a big part of that is because you see what other people do. And when I see all the ad posts and sponsored posts all the time, I always just think, well, they're paid. Like it's mm. not, they're not genuinely in love with this product. And they may be in some cases. It's, it's not a criticism, but I just, when you have to have that ad hashtag and all those things these days, I just think, yeah, I, I never fully believe it in the way that I do when you know it's just a gen, you know, that someone's just tried something and they've liked it. So, yeah, and, and it, that's so important for us is, mm. you know, our, our audience and our community that we've built is, you know, that we are engaging on with them on a really natural level. And, you know, part of that has been the the twinning thing and the, the wearing the same outfits that did start off as an accident. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't premeditated, but it has evolved into this beast that has become bigger than um, we <laughs> ever expected. But now we're having people, you know, customers will come in and sort of say, um, oh, you're not matching today. And we're like, no, no, that's matching Monday. <laughs> But um, I think, you know, for us, it has been a nice little, it's our little point of difference and it's something fun and Mm. it has been a really good marketing tool for us. 
it's joyful. And I think because we just love fashion and colour and pattern so much, it comes across and it just sort of fits in, you know, especially because most of the things that we're buying are from small business, locally made products um, yeah, in Victoria and stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's nice to know that we're supporting them as well. Um, one other thing I would say on the marketing is that I started writing a column for GT Magazine once a month about 12, 15 months ago, somewhere around there. So I write a monthly article or column about zero waste eco-friendly tips, um, which has been really well received. And I started writing that when we were still online only. And it was interesting because we would sometimes notice an uplift in product sales based on products that might have been mentioned in the article. But since we opened the shop six months ago, the amount of people that come in and say, I read your column in GT or what was the product that you mentioned last Saturday? I've been wanting to come in and check it out. Mm. That has been phenomenal for us. And again, I think it's because of that genuine, authentic, it's not, we're not paying to be in a magazine. We're writing a helpful column with tips that people can use. And a lot of it's not product related, um, but we obviously do mention some innovative products that we stock. So that's been a really good marketing tool for us to have that that regular column and audience. And also that probably circles back to um, the reason Geelong is so special because I think a magazine like GT and, um, you know, Gemma Ryan, who's the editor, has been um, a really strong supporter of ours. But GT in particular um, will always feature new businesses. I think they really, you know, it's become such a thing, isn't it, that you get yeah. the GT, you read it, you're like, what new cafes opened? I want to see who's doing what. Um, so I think that's probably a big part of the, you know, the sort of secret sauce recipe for Geelong mm. too is the support that GT give to local businesses. Everyone reads GT yeah. in Geelong, I think. Yeah. If not the Addy every day, they definitely get GT. For sure. And they are the team at GT are on the pulse. Yeah. I, so when we were in, on, when I was in Hawaii on my honeymoon before we launched the business, Kath had started up our Instagram account and was doing, you know, like posts about trying to get people excited to our, you know, 50 followers at the time or something. <laughs> and GT contacted me before we'd even launched saying, your business sounds amazing. We want to do a feature on you. And so the week after we got back, I think, they were over doing a photo shoot. Um, they gave us this great spread and so within a week of launching the business we had media coverage which was just phenomenal when you think about it um they really do a good job wow there is so much to unpack <laughs> just in that little bit ladies so um first of all I absolutely love that answer to influencer marketing uh just your transparency with that and the fact that you're approaching it in such a genuine matter just makes me love your brand even more um secondly the twinning I, look I think it's fabulous it's like a uniform and how easy it is for you to both get your faces on the grid though yeah and people do love it and where we understand that it's a bit like strange and we think it's as funny and joyful as it is weird and you know we've had someone comment and say you look like two nanas <laughs> we're like no no but that's the look we're going for yeah, we like it it doesn't have to be short and tight and and I think an important point to mention is the inclusivity 
bit that, um, you know, when we were doing our Frocktober campaign, so which is raising money for ovarian cancer, um, the research foundation, and the idea is that you wear a frock every day of October, but we thought we'll take it to the next level and wear a matching frock every day. And so we did contact a few brands of, you know, local um, Melbourne or Australian um, fashion labels that we love, and we sort of pitched it that, uh, you know, Celeste and I represent both ends of the size spectrum, but we love your brand because um, your designs make us both feel great. And I think that really resonated with people, didn't it? That, yeah. um, you know, they could see what a particular dress looked like on real women. Um, and so I think that's something that we've, it, it, it was never intentional, mm. but it's really grown out of this twinning thing. Oh, so almost every post that we put up, people message us and say, which size is Celeste wearing or which size is Sarah wearing in this because I look like one or the other and I want to know which size I would be, you know, if I looked at that. Um, and, yeah, Frocktober was another actually great campaign mm. for us, not in terms of like marketing to make money, but just to be able to do some community engagement stuff. So we decided that we would do Frocktober. We would wear a matching dress every day for the month, including shoes and even the face masks that we had to wear in Victoria for COVID. Earrings. Um, earrings. <laughs> and we donated a dollar from every order that we received, both online and in store, for the month. So we wanted to be raising awareness through our outfits. But also, you know, you have to do more than raise awareness. So we were donating um, through the business for every every order that we had for the month as a contribution thing to a very important cause and it was so much fun and it was, it was. so well received <laughs> we're definitely going to be doing this every year so look out next October um, but it was just a fun thing to do that just fit in with our business so well. Now let's talk sustainability since you started to sort of now and especially during COVID I'd love to know have you seen an uptake in people becoming more sustainable at home? Definitely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. The zero waste category would be our fastest growing category of products that we sell. And we have people coming into the shop all the time asking questions about, you know, reusable um, compostable items. So we sell bucket loads of the compostable kitchen cloths, um, you know, that you can use instead of a wet X and sticking the compost at the end of its life, things like that. Um, they're, they're the small, easy changes that aren't expensive to make, but that make people feel good, you know, like the compostable bin liners, just reducing plastic wherever you can, I guess. Yeah. And and I think part of it is, um, you know, we're, we're very open with our customers that we don't do everything perfectly either, yeah. but we're all about just making those small steps. So someone will come in and say, oh, you know, I feel like I've just got to get rid of my whole beauty cabinet because everything's chemicals. And and our answer is invariably just do, you know, one thing at a time. So when you finish that lipstick, then, you know, you come to us and you replace it with something that's more organic, or more natural or more sustainable. Um, so I think that's a really important message for us too, that we want to support people in making those changes, but we're not about, you know, waggling the finger and, oh, you shouldn't do that because, you know, we're, we're real people. Like we don't make our whole kitchen or our whole life is, there's things that we would change and we, um, and I think that's the thing that it's just that everyday little step that you take that's, um, that's the important, the awareness of it. Yeah. Reducing waste. So there's yeah. no point putting 10 products in the bin and buying 10 new products yes. when yeah. they're all still full. You know, use it up and then replace it with a better option. Um, you know, when you've used up your 
um, dish brush, chuck out the plastic one and replace it with a wooden one or a bamboo, you know, and then that can go in the compost at the end of life and when it needs replacing. Um, But just there's no point getting rid of something Mm -hmm. that's still functional when it has life in it. And maybe that has been a bit of a... um a result of COVID of people being at home a lot more. So, you know, they are, they're cooking at home and they're eating at home and, you know, maybe you do have a bit more of an idea of what waste you are creating when you're home a lot more and you're not on the run and, you know, chucking things in a council bin or um, whatever it is. I hadn't actually thought of that before, but maybe that has been part of it that um, people have, it's sort of been in their face um, possibly. Yeah. So let's talk about COVID then and the impact of it on your business as as well as the personal aspect as well, I think, because, you know, you both have families, um, you know, how did those two lockdowns look for you? I'll go first. Yeah. <laughs> the first lockdown, we were still running the business from home. So that was fine. My husband is a registered nurse and he works in aged care. So he was really nervous and we kept our son, Charlie, who's now four and a half. So he was just he was almost four then so we kept him home from daycare for the first wave I guess of the of COVID and I was running the business from home everything was pretty normal Cam was working as usual and then we opened the shop in the middle and I'll just say the effect on the business in the first wave broadsheet listed us as a person who's as as a business that's had hand sanitizer in stock so we all of a sudden Mm. were selling bucket loads of um, Bondi wash hand sanitizer and we were shipping huge orders to um, to Asia to China and Hong Kong were doing big orders um, customers over there so that was a really I think we had our biggest month ever in March yeah that's right. Which was very unexpected because we were really nervous. Um, we saw a reduction in normal orders of the stuff that people would normally buy, but all of a sudden we couldn't get in enough hand sanitizer and bench spray and all of that kind of thing. So that was the first lockdown. And then we opened the shop in the middle, which was great. And then the second lockdown, um, Charlie had to stay at daycare because I had the shop and Cam was working as normal. And so we were barely affected in my family in that second lockdown um, because of, you know, the way we were running things and we stayed fairly busy um, through that period too. So, yeah, that was, I guess, my family and then Sarah. Well, it's sort of my story did affect Celeste because, um, you know, I was in the shop and probably the game changer was when um, schools closed down for the second time and it went to remote learning. And I just thought, and also um, Chris was away. So he was up in in Queensland with the hub, so Perth and Queensland and wherever they were. So I had no one at home. And I'm thinking, so how am I going to be in the shop plus remote learning, uh, remote schooling a child and doing, you know, just your general life admin? Um, so, and that that's probably one of the beauties for Celeste and I is um, having the business partnership that we have because we were able to sit down and talk about it and go, okay, well, I can do these days in the shop. I can organise care for Layla um, and, you know, and we worked it out. Like, mm. it, you know, it wasn't, um, it wasn't the easiest thing. But then when I had the opportunity to take Layla, my daughter, up to Queensland when the... Um, AFL had offered to sort of reunite families and again you know I came to Celeste and just said look I just feel like 
you know, we, we need some family time. And, and she was great. She was just like, you've got to do what's right for your family and, you know, I'll make it work. And so she kept the home fires burning um, with the shop. And, and I think everyone was very supportive to you, weren't they, of like they knew that I was away. and Yeah, it um, was fine. Yeah. So I was, I was really thankful for, um, you know, A, having a business partner like Celeste, but, um, you know, just having that opportunity because looking back now I, I wouldn't, um, I, I'm so glad that we went up there and particularly for Chris um, around the, the time that we went. You know, it's pretty stressful and, and I think with everyone else's families up there, the, um, I would have hated for him to be the only one uh, with, you know, no family support around him. So um, that was probably the big, biggest effect personally um, for us. But, you know, we came through it and yeah. and it's all, you know, onwards and upwards. It's so fun looking back on it. Yeah. Like it being just e- even a couple of months removed. It's like, wow, it's what like, a year. <laughs> I know. It's the, dark, it's the dark days. Like I just yeah. had this thing that because we when we opened the shop, it was winter and it's freezing in here. Like we're in this beautiful old woolen mill warehouse, but <laughs> there is no heating. So we were in the shop with beanies and scarves and gloves. And, you know, it's also a good excuse to like have, you know, wear these amazing coats and things. But um yeah, I, that's what I relate to it. That mm. I, like I was very cold. <laughs> the cold winter. <laughs> the cold winter of COVID. <laughs> um, but yeah, like looking back, you know, I just think um, we were also yeah really well supported with um, customers in Geelong because we were lucky that we could stay open. We didn't mm. have to close like a lot of Melbourne businesses, and we did have things like toilet cleaner and tampons and yeah, the hand sanitizers that Woolies and the like were running out of. Mm, definitely I mean you didn't just survive COVID you really have thrived like you opened a bricks and mortar so most online businesses stay online a lot of bricks and mortar have turned online do you know what I mean they've closed their bricks and mortar but here you are doing the reverse what gave you the confidence to open a physical store during global pandemic (laughs) well we had run out of room in my garage (laughs) We had gotten to the point where there were just boxes on top of boxes and it was a hazard. Every time Sarah came over, I was like, please, please be careful when you're walking around here. Don't trip. We can't afford the insurance. (laughs) So um, we needed a bigger space and we were looking at different options and we've always had a relationship with Boom Gallery where local customers could choose to pick up their order from Boom. So when Kate and Ren from Boom told us they had a space coming becoming available that they thought would be perfect for us, we looked one, took one look at it and we said, yeah, this is what we've always wanted when we like, imagined having a shop. And so we thought if we have to move into a bigger space and rent a, a place to just use as a warehouse, we may as well, and we're going to be there every day, we may as well ha- have it as a shop front um, and people can come in. And we didn't expect that it would be as well supported as it has been. That has just been incredible. Uh, And again, I think this is where the SEO also plays into it because people are Googling, you know, Frank Green Cups Geelong and we're coming up top of the pack. So we're getting a lot of people that didn't know about us, but they've found us through the products that we stock, which is awesome. And then we're now getting so much word of mouth from people that have been in and we've got this amazing new customer who's been coming in every other week and she came in last week and brought her sister and she said to me, this is my favourite shop. Like I just want to spend all my time here. And that is the kind of um, like positive feedback that just makes our hearts sing. Yeah. So what more can you ask for? That's it. And and part of the other nice thing that um, 
we love is that people who know about us will come down to, you know, our little Rutland Street strip, but they might not know about the other businesses that are down here. And it's yeah. such a, a thriving little area and, it, you know, all these amazing creatives and artisans. And so that's what I really love too, that, um, you know, we've driven a lot of our customer base into other local businesses, but it works the other way too. The people that, you know, who would go to Boom Gallery then sort of swing by us or who go down to, um, you know, the other businesses in the area. So there's that real kind of sharing of a very like-minded customer base, which has been great. It is the best community down here. Great small businesses. It's yeah, they've done a really good job of selecting, I guess, who fits in with the other businesses already down here and it's just amazing. Mm. So looking at where the store is now, has it been a good financial move then? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's so good to hear. Um, are you positive about the future going forward? Yes. Yes, completely. And I, I think we're just so excited and, and for us – a lot of what Celeste and I talk about is what does success look like for us? And, um, you know, it's it's different for everyone, but I think we have been really strong on staying true to our values about what success looks like for us. And for us, that is about enjoying our, our day-to-day business, being in the shop. And it's not about, you know, like putting through a million orders so that we, um, you know, make hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's it's doing well enough that we're successful and that we can keep doing what we're doing, but it's so much of it is about enjoying it. Definitely. And this was, you know, because online was flying and the shop was really busy and we were just so busy and we'd get to the end of the day and we hadn't had a conversation and we would, you know, we ended up turning off all of our Facebook ads and just doing retargeting and saying, what's the point in paying for all these ads to get all these people to shop with us when after you pay all the ad costs and the product costs and the agency costs, you end up only making a couple of thousand dollars in a month, but you've packed maybe $40,000 worth of orders. And we thought, what's that? Like, yes, on paper, it looks great, but the reality is that we're not getting that same joy. So we just did, we cut those ads and online sales have dropped back a little bit, but that's okay. We're still busy. And our days are just joyful it's fun it's It's fun fun. yeah Yeah. and so it was a a conscious mindful decision that we made Mm. that for us it's not seeing all these dollars in the bank it's about having a really nice time together and yeah getting pleasure from our days but it wouldn't have worked if we weren't both on board with it like yes you know we we just yeah I think we were coming at it from exactly the same angle which was so good Mm. and let's talk about that working partnership why does it work? Do you have separate roles? Um, do you ever have moments where you don't get along? Like, I mean, it's it's not often that people get along, um, especially in business. And you two seem to do it so perfectly. We are so lucky. Yeah. This is a once in a lifetime kind of, I think, connection and bond mm-hmm. and understanding of each other. And Sarah and I are very, we're different people. We have a lot of the same interests and um, passions, I guess, but I am much more of a control freak and I have to, like, I, <laughs> I <laughs> struggle to let go of things. So I'm here full time, you know, natural supply co was like my first baby. And I, I'm 
I can't just let go of it. And Sarah is very happy to not (laughs) hold the reins as tightly as I do and to let me like nut over the financial things and stuff. Yeah. And Sarah's amazing with giving customer advice and being in the shop and she's just really warm and gracious. And um, so, yeah, we we do have um, different kind of roles within the business. Yeah. And it works beautifully. Yeah, it does. And I think, um, you know, we – we're both really aware of what our strengths and weaknesses are. So um, I'm not going to go and sit there and say to Celeste, okay, well, I'm taking over um, all the SEO stuff because it just wouldn't work. (laughs) Um, But then, you know, I feel like um, I bring, um, you know, sort of good networks and partnerships and things to the business. I really love that idea of, you know, connecting with different people and, um, and that sort of thing. So, and also, you know, I, Um, I'm in the shop sort of three to four days a week. So I don't have that overall vision um, like Celeste does. But I think how we work, it it suits both of us really well and it suits both of our, you know, our our lives. Um, And, yeah, I I don't really know exactly the nitty-gritty of how it works. It just does. does. And I think because first and foremost we have an amazing friendship and it's the most valuable thing. And so whenever any of our, either of us would have little irritations about something, it's so easy to let them go because they're so minor and so irregular. Um, yeah, but I think one thing that I would say is um, we, we're both mindful of um, addressing things straight away. Yeah. So that we don't let things fester or, um, you know, sort of words under your breath or anything mm. like that, like... Um, I think it's the respect. We, yeah, totally. We have a totally. lot of respect for each other. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and you know, really, so so much of um, of our day to day life, we're on the same page with things. So, for us, it's all about you know we want our customers to have an amazing experience with us, and you know everything that we do is is around that and and educating people and educating ourselves mm. because we want to be able to do this together for yeah, a very long yeah, time. Yeah, that's right. It's beautiful that you both have a little cheerleader in your pocket. I just think, yeah. you know, for, for like, solo business owner over here, I'm just like, oh, I want one. It's really nice. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Now, I know that you have to open the shop at uh, 10 o'clock, so which yeah. we're about to hit. So I'm just going to go to straight to our last question because I know I could ask you so much more, but... Before I let you both go, can you tell me about a friend of yours that we need to know about? There are so many, but one that we think is the top of the pile is Belle Austin. And she and her husband own Austin's and Six Foot Six Wines in the Marable Valley, um, just outside Geelong. Belle has been one of our biggest supporters, both personally and professionally, um, Belle is amazing in business and she, you know, she's the one that told me about Kate Toon and got me on that SEO course. Um, she's just wonderful. She's got three kids and she manages to somehow juggle a very successful um, burgeoning business and she just does such mm. a good job of, I think, combining professional and family personal stuff on the all their social accounts. Um, you know, it is very much a family-run yeah. business. She's all about the local you know, supporting local but um, shining a spotlight on other 
local businesses doing good things. Yeah. And I think the thing with Belle is she's an ideas girl. She you is know? such an ideas girl. And she, yeah. it's so valuable for us to have someone that we could run things by. What do you think of this idea? Or she'll see things from a completely different um, viewpoint than, you know, something that we would never have thought of. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just, it's so, um, we're so appreciative of um, her input to us, like personally and professionally. She's amazing. We love you, Belle. <laughs> I think we'll be all following um, six foot six wines. Can't wait. Um, we all need some wine in our lives at this time uh, of year, I think. <laughs> Dealing with um, Christmas and families. It's um, always a tricky, tricky time. It can be, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much uh, for being guests on the podcast. I, I appreciate it. I absolutely love what your brand stands for. Um, I'm in awe of your working partnership and I can't wait to visit the bricks and mortar and just and see all these wonderful products. Thank you, Kimberly. We would love to have you in here and we're always happy to give any tips and tricks if you need any help. Excellent. Well, have a fabulous Christmas and I hope these last couple of weeks towards, um, you know, Christmas are fantastic for you both in the shop too. Thanks so much, Kimberly. Thanks, Kimberly. You're welcome. Now, before you take off with all that inspiration and knowledge, we'd love for you to leave a review on our podcast so that we can continue to amplify women's voices in the media. And if you have any questions, we'd like to celebrate a win. You can always connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Oak Magazine AU. I'm so glad we've met and that now you know a friend of mine. <laughs>